Hello everyone, I'm Sohil and this is Abhi and welcome to the Don't You Agree podcast, a spooky Halloween edition. <laughs> I like how you said it's spooky. It's a spooky. Um, yeah, so we're going to be you know, going over a couple of different topics like last time. Um, but this time we're going to make it a little spooky. We're gonna, let's not do that anymore. <laughs> uh, okay. so, so, I mean, you know, we'll start it off kind of light. Uh, talk about a couple Halloween related things because I think it's a fun, fun little, um, you know, holiday that we can take advantage about talking about. And then after that, move into talking about the NBA. There have been a couple attitudes floating around the league right now that have made it um, interesting, but a little frustrating too. So we'll mm-hmm. give our, you know, our little thoughts on that. After we've got uh, quite a bit to cover as far as the topic of anime goes, because we want to cover a couple of things. Obviously, talk about what we're watching, what we're caught up on. Um, you know, there will be some spoilers there, so we'll save that till the end. But then we're also going to discuss the topic of what would you do to get your future kids into anime, which, you know, is a given that we want them to be into anime. Or but... some into it force them into it but how you know <laughs> how do you get them into the animes anyway uh yeah to kind of kick things off um just kind of ask how are you doing how, how are things i'm good man yeah. uh just chilling had some pizza tonight uh other than my wrist i got a wrist brace on i already told you that story nice should i tell that story yeah you can just quickly go through the i mean what happened. Okay. uh so my mom was laying on the couch and my sister decided to try to pick her up for some reason, just for fun. And then I decided, you know what? I'm a big, tough guy. I could do it. <laughs> so I picked her up. Like she was laying fully flat and I picked her up, like deadlifted her up. I curled her twice and I threw her back down onto the couch, walked upstairs and my wrist was fully sprained. It, act- it was actually swollen the next day. Oh my God. And for some reason, I woke up yesterday with a sprained ankle. Like, I woke up. <laughs> I don't know what that's what, you, that's what you get for throwing your mom back on the couch, man. It wasn't far. I didn't toss her. It wasn't WWE moves. I just um, kind of, like, just let her go. How's the wrist feeling now? I still have the brace on. It still hurts. I should Sorry. probably ice it. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not terrible. It's not broken or anything. Yeah. Well, it'll, it'll get better. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, as far as um, what's going on for me, same old, you know, working and and everything going to the pumpkin patch with the significant other and oh, nice. others. Did you pick uh, out something? Uh like an outfit? Uh the pumpkin, man. Oh. <laughs> no. Uh I don't know. Is that what you do when you go to pumpkin patch? You pick uh, out a pumpkin? I mean, last time I went I was like 6 years old, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not the best person to ask. <laughs> um yeah, no, we're just going to go, you know, hang out, take some pictures. Halloween fun times, take the dogs. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I do enjoy uh, carving pumpkins, though. So, you know, kind of going into that whole topic of Halloween. Um, it is my favorite holiday season. Is it? A, it's not a holiday. It's not your favorite holiday. I thought Christmas was your favorite holiday. Okay. Christmas is like a holiday, though. Like, <laughs> it's, like, a, you know, it's a it's day a off. Move, it's a movement. Yeah. It's an experience. Christmas, yeah, it's like as soon as like Halloween's over and all the Christmas music starts, I'm one of those people that love Christmas music in the malls. I know people hate it when they hear it on the radio right after Halloween. Yeah. But I love it. 
I I do too. But as far as Halloween goes, uh, what are your what are some of your favorite Halloween things, topics, movies, moments, memories? Uh, I always love trick or treating. I mean, I can't really go trick or treat anymore. I tried like two years ago, and one of the people called me out on it. Two years ago? Yeah, man. I've been I've been going trick or treating because I take like my nieces and stuff. So when I take them, I can't really act. You know, I can't wear my mask and actually go pick up the candy. But about two, I think it was maybe two, three years ago, I went with my cousins, and they're, like, taller. Like, my cousins are, like, freaks of nature, right? They're, yeah. like, one of them, I think he's, like, 18 now, and he's, like, 6'8", right? Right. So they were taller kids, and they were going around. And for some reason, they realized that I was the adult. Yeah, because your beard was flying I was out of the beard. I was wearing a mask. Whatever, man. Well, <laughs> I mean, I love trick-or-treating, but I can't do that anymore. Yeah. Other well, than that, was, you want, you I love the candy. candy. Yeah. Candies. What okay. is your favorite Halloween candy? That's a good question. Um, My favorite Halloween candy. I think my favorite thing to get in a bag of Halloween candy when I was a kid, Um, definitely not Rockets or Tootsie Rolls, even mm. though I, I feel like I like them more as an adult. But Rockets, um, Rockets are decent. Tootsie Rolls are, yeah. Yeah, um, I think my favorite thing to get were the things that I normally wouldn't get. For some reason, growing up, I only ever got Smarties and Kit Kat. So everything else was kind of new or like exciting mm-hmm. for that reason. Um, yep. So I would say that my favorite like candy to get were, um, I, would, I would say the Sour Patch Kids because, you know, they're the best. But as far as chocolate goes, as a kid, my favorite was Coffee Crisp just because I think it... It was such a new flavor to me. Coffee. Like coffee. Yeah. yeah, so it was exciting. What about you? So you don't like coffee crisp now? I do, but I, I it's not as uh, life-changing as it used oh, to be. No. Every time I buy into a coffee crisp, you know, coffee crisp, sponsor us, please. <laughs> yeah. So is <laughs> coffee yeah. crisp your favorite Halloween candy? Well, my favorite chocolate type are Reese Cups. You know, I love, yeah, I love I Reese that. Cups. I'll eat those forever. And then yeah. probably second coffee crisp, and then I don't know a Kit Kat or like a Mister Big, Mister or Old no, Henry. No favorite like candy. Candy. I don't really remember any candies. I always go for the chocolate. Yeah, I guess it would be Rockets because are Smarties candies or chocolate? Smarties. Yeah. I'm gonna title this episode "Are Smarties Candy or Chocolate?" <laughs> okay, well they're both, right? They're candy coated chocolate. Smarties or or Smarties. oh yeah, no, they're chocolate, man. <laughs> oh, Why I don't know. You, I'm, you don't know what I Smarties just, are? Are you confused? I, I thought I thought you said Skittles. I'm sorry. Oh my god, man! I like Skittles. I, okay, fine. If you're not thinking, Skittles are probably my favorite. No, as in uh, Sour Patch. Sour Patch is candy. Sour Patch. Yeah. Do you ever get anything weird in your candy bag, like a, like a burrito? <laughs> I wish. No. Um, I, wish I, got I there was this old, really nice old guy. He's still on my on my street uh, in my neighborhood. He um, used to give out these like giant, like goodie bags. Like he would just put a bunch of different candy and maybe a bag of chips inside this like mm-hmm. you know not huge bag, and then um, just throw it into your trick or treat. No, no. I think we got like toys once, like dollar store, like little knickknacks. That's kind of fun, I guess. If you're a kid, no. I mean, if you're going out there for candy and you come home with that, you're kind of disappointed. (laughs) Damn, one one thing and one thing only. Um, (laughs) I'm on a mission when I go out there. So, do you like being scared? 
Uh, no. I don't know. Okay, so, no, I don't think I do. So as far as Halloween movies go, because I think that's a big thing for any season. Well, only Halloween and Christmas, really. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, movies are, are kind of a, a thing. You know, you do movie marathons or you watch something to kind of get into the mood. What's the... What's this? Not the scariest, but what's your favorite Halloween season movie? Spooky movie, I guess. I haven't seen any new movies recently, though. Like childhood even? or well, childhood movies, I have things like... You know, I think Monster House was probably one of my favorite ones. Oh yeah, have you seen that? That's one? the one with like the like kind of three D. Yeah, yeah. Characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I remember it vaguely. Um, Otherwise, I think Halloween Town was probably like the best like oh, feeling yeah. of Halloween because every everybody like they're all humans, but they're all dressed up, and it felt kind of like Harry Potterish as a kid. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I I haven't seen that in a long time either. Um, but yeah, that's I good. haven't seen anything new. Other, I think the last probably like Halloween, maybe spooky type thing I've seen is Coraline. I think it was called. Yeah, yeah. No, Coraline's good. Um, I definitely do like the experience when you watch a horror movie. Um, like you like jump scares. It's not jump scares though. I think a good horror movie is more about like truly scaring you or telling like a good story that's still really like gripping and frightening mm. but without resorting to jump scares. Jump scares is kind of cheap, I think. Like once in a while sure. Uh but it depends, right? If you know you're walking into a movie where it's going to be jump scares then it's fun and you know you can kind of enjoy it, but mm-hmm. um some I think my favorite horror movies are not that type of uh you know traditional classic so you'll uh, like you'll go out of your way to watch a horror movie then like like it's it's october and it's like spooky month or whatever and 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 you know pretty much halloween in a few days i haven't made an effort to watch anything scary play anything scary but as far as like my favorite like scary movies do go um i don't know i i think i've always liked the conjuring movies um Mm -hmm. there's something scary about like you know, trying to like if the characters believe what's going on, then I think that that's one of the most frightening parts about a um scary movie, right? In, mm-hmm. in that movie, the the lead characters they're like, you know, extremely Catholic and they're hunting ghosts or you know trying to save families and and their whole thing is that they believe what's going on. Everyone around them is like, this isn't real. So yeah. and, and they do a good job of it. But besides those movies, um. You know, I realize that I don't like, like, I like these movies because they scare me, but I don't like them because they scare me. <laughs> so, uh, movies where there's like people going underground, like there's a movie called The Descent, where a bunch of girls um, go on like a rock climbing, not really rock climbing, more of like a descent into the caves and exploring and you know then things happen they get stuck and then they find things that are not supposed to be there and they realize they're in a place where spoiler alert they realize they're in a place (laughs) that isn't um marked by other climbers because like Mm -hmm. for safety reasons you're supposed to go to locations that have been discovered and been explored so the fact that the the lead character took them to a um a site that is basically uh, uncharted territory 
she did it for the sake of like you know let's be adventurers but it ended up screwing them over because um no one they knew at that point when they got stuck uh, that they had to get out themselves otherwise no one would ever find them and then so it's some Uh scary stuff happens but yeah i mean uh the conjuring movies have always been good i mean classic movies like beetlejuice aren't scary uh, yeah, like, but those fun. feel like uh, you know, like Edward Scissorhands type movie. Yeah, and I like the Charlie Brown. Like, I don't know if there's yeah, there is a Halloween one, but there's also the Great Pumpkin, which is like Linus waiting outside for the Great Pumpkin to show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it might have been the same movie. I don't remember, but those are good. Um, as far as like my favorite Halloween or favorite scary movie goes, um, that's a really good question. I think The Witch is the best scary movie i've seen um just because it like was so disturbing and frightening and the girl in that movie is now on G- queen's gambit that like chess show mm-hmm. um so that's cool um oh i know what my favorite scary movie is it's um train to busan which is the <laughs> korean movie which i've been telling okay. you to watch uh, it's it's so good though it's like the best zombie Meet piece of media I've ever seen. So like from game, actually, you know, the last of us is there. But as far as movies go, it's better than any other zombie movie I've seen. Better than The Walking Dead, which you know, super popular. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um. But as but besides movies, there's obviously other things. Have you ever seen like a scary anime? Or do you, if if you haven't watched a scary anime, do you have like a favorite scary anime moment, or you know, kind of spooky or kind of creepy? Well. I don't know what's considered scary. Like Attack what, on Titan. What scared you? Nothing really scared me though. Like Attack on Titan was it's like it's probably one of the most gory ones I've seen. And like I don't know what it is with me. Like I'm just squeamish. <laughs> yeah. So like that type of thing, I was like, oh god. And then I guess I don't know what else, man. Like Death Note. Cause it was just kinda has like those darker tones. Yeah. Like having just that kind of ability to do that. Yeah, I think um, it really comes down to what you find scary. Like, I don't think I've really watched an anime that truly like frightened me. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, yet at the end of the day, it's like a cartoon, right? Yeah, but there's some there's some pretty scary ones out there. Uh, we just haven't watched them yet. Um, yeah, I'm never gonna watch those. <laughs> I feel like I feel like some of them are borderline. Like you know, they're they're still popular and good, but they they go overboard when it comes to the scary stuff mm-hmm. um i think kind of as a younger person it was a little scary to see like orochimaru and naruto being this like snake guy that you know okay. he has like he has swords coming out of his mouth and he speaks a certain way in the english dub uh but yeah you're right attack on titan death note all that stuff i think just finished jujitsu kaizen and uh you know that has shades of you know kind of that spooky demon kind of yeah stuff going on i think it's more so like the well i guess it's not that gory yeah i think demon slayer was one of those like the first episode especially i thought was really good it's Mm -hmm. up there with attack on titan like best first episode but demon slayer had had its scary moments too which which is nice i think that the music in that in that show was especially different and scary so that that kind of stands out to me uh, yeah. Do you have any favorite scary like video games? Probably The Last of Us. If there's any like scary game I've played, yeah, that I actually want to play. It is The Last of Us. Yeah. Like it's not so much scary that there are jump scares, 
Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of them. But, like... See, I yeah. think that in, in a game like The Last of Us, it's okay to have those jump scares because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's kind of part of the experience and it's less of a reoccurring thing and something that, like, I think happens at the right time. Um, the Last of Us 2 has this one jump scare that I won't tell you about because you're still playing through it. Yeah, I'll so, spoil it. So good. And it's so, like, it's not even... Like at a huge major moment. Like but... I gotta wear a diaper type. Yeah, I gotta wear a diaper type is scary. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, so besides Last of Us, no other scary games that uh you like. I mean there was that one game that we played a long time ago that we had a demo of. E.T. Was it E.T.? PT. PT, yeah. Yeah, PT was supposed to be like the I think the Silent Hill like follow up or something. I think so, yeah. Um I don't remember exactly what the whole deal was but yeah then they got rid of the demo for some reason so it's not not because it was too scary i think they just canceled the game didn't they yeah i think it was because the game was canceled so um nice as far as my favorite scary games go um you know before we move on i think the last of us for sure both one and two Mm -hmm. have their moments um resident evil 4 is is a really good horror game it's like it's got enough action where it's not too slow. I have yet to kind of properly enjoy and play a, a slow. Would you um, play that new one? The Resident mm. Evil Village? Yeah. If I would if I like first of all I don't own it. I mean, if I if I owned it maybe, but it's it, like it's it's closer to Resident Evil 4 I think in the sense that there is a decent amount of like you know, shooting and and movement and stuff, uh-huh. but it's it's frightening i think first person too is is a lot scarier than third person which is what resident evil 4 is and resident evil 4 was still in that period when they were kind of goofy with like the characters and the way they spoke mm-hmm. now everything is a little too real to the point where it doesn't feel like um you know like overly shakespearean kind of goofy like you can kind of remove yourself from those types of games when they're like alas <laughs> I am going to enter this room now or I don't know it's it's mm-hmm. so it's like a real horror movie these new Resident Evils and they're good but yeah Resident Evil 4 Last of Us and I think you know just other games that have Dark Souls had, had like a darker I like Dark Souls but I don't like it that much I've never I haven't finished enough of a Dark Souls game to say I like it oh, um okay. <laughs> but um I I also really like um Hades which I think a lot of people like it's not really a scary game, but it's definitely got that like Halloween vibe because they're in like the underworld, right? And mm-hmm. um, you know, you've had all these like monsters and demons and whatever off. And um, you know, that's kind of fun, but it's not really a Halloween game. It's yeah, I guess. It's still got that scary vibe. And um it's totally random, but I remember when I was a kid and I had this Game Boy Advance game. Um it was a Dragon Ball Z game, and okay, it was like it's like Zelda, like old Zelda, right? So you walk around a whole like a big world adventure, uh, you fight things, and you you know sometimes solve puzzles. And uh-huh. they they like created a new level for it completely, where you just you take Goten or Trunks to like a haunted mansion or something to like find a Dragon Ball. Essentially, that's the reason you're there, right? 
Yeah. And it's like totally filler. It's not even in the anime, but it was fun because you just fight like these little zombies and skeletons. And it's like, as a kid, it was it wasn't scary, but it was just fun. Like so, the theme of Halloween has always been uh, intriguing to me. Just like you know the the googly mooglies, <laughs> the heebie-jeebies, <laughs> the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So Halloween, everyone out there, if you're celebrating, be safe and um, you know make sure you eat that coffee crisp. So moving on the to, Canadians only though. Yeah. <laughs> moving on to the NBA. Um, what was it that we were gonna go over today? Uh we were gonna discuss players with attitudes. I th- mostly it stems from the whole Ben Simmons situation. And for those of you who don't know, uh Ben Simmons demanded a trade from the 76ers. Uh but nobody's really wanting to sign him. He's been a bit of a but you know when it comes to practice so, yeah so... you know it's uh the way he's treating the team and is that like is that the new normal with the way players are trying to move teams all the time yeah so so just to kind of reiterate what you said he's um a fairly younger player but you know he's been in the league for a decent amount of years he's kind of in the middle as far as that he's goes, like 25, right? He's but like he's 25, so he's yeah. young in the in the scope in the big scope of things. Um, mm-hmm. So he's 25 years old. He's obviously been paid a million, um, millions of dollars, and is currently continuing to be paid millions. And yeah. he plays for a fairly successful team. He finished the last season, um, you know, kind of on a weak note because he kind of became a scapegoat for their team losing because he wasn't, you know, trying hard enough or being as aggressive. Uh, on offense and uh, yeah I mean Ben Simmons as a player I like his you know athleticism his defensive ability and you know he's a good great passer right but it was just kind of the attitude that came up for two reasons right attitude in terms of how he's behaving with the organization and not wanting to play and trying to get out of there um Mm -hmm. And, you know, being in the news, I guess the media has a lot to do with it. But then the other aspect of the attitude is like, does he really want to win? Does he really want to uh, help his team win, you know, with whatever means necessary? And well, I don't think he does, right? Not not with the Sixers anyway. Yeah, not with them. I think a big part of it is like how the media and the fans, the, the fans in Philadelphia are pretty passionate. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to really get at you if if they don't feel like you're you know giving your all or um acting the right way <laughs> whatever the right way is so yeah. i think i think that's been a big reason why he's felt a little uh you know pushed out uh already because like there was a there's like that news <laughs> you know that news cast where they um they wanted like they were like here's footage from Ben Simmons, and it was literally like a guy throwing trash away or something, or like a dumpster. <laughs> it was like, it was like the real news. So, have you haven't you haven't seen that? I don't think I have. I'll I'll show you later. But uh, <laughs> so you know, early on it was kind of a joke, but as the summer went on and you know the new season was about to begin, which it has already, it's just been such a such a mess. And I think that yeah, you know, but that's not like you know. That's not anybody else's fault other than his own. Yeah, it comes he back ha- to him. He hasn't performed at the level people are expecting, at the level that he's getting paid for. And and the Sixers are still trying to work with him. He's the one who doesn't want to. 
Yeah. So he's basically like, like a bratty kid almost. Yeah, no, definitely bratty kid tendencies. Um, like not going to practice or going to practice and then being kicked out because he's not, you know, trying his best. Mm-hmm. It's just um, it's kind of sad to see. I feel like, you know, when you're paid to that much money, when you've been given that much recognition, like the, Ben Simmons is by no means a small time player. Like he's, you know, up until now, I think he's been a top twenty five player, right? Um. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's up for debate, but for, you know, I mean, he was second in, in defensive player of the year voting, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not um, an easy task, especially for someone who, you know, his position is a little undefined, but he's, he's, he's what, 6'8", right? Uh, um, yeah, I think he's like 6'10", almost. Right. Okay. Well, even, even with that being said, he plays a lot on the perimeter and... You know, he kind of does it all over the court as far as defense goes. And he, you know, has been one of those guys that has um, had a lot of hype behind him. And Mm -hmm. even though that's died down a little, I think he still had that respect up until the playoffs most recently. Like, everyone was okay with him not being able to shoot. (laughs) But no one is okay with him, you know, acting the way he is. Do you think any superstar is allowed to act this way like if they're that good they're then I it warrants think, well we've seen it happen right with kevin durant we've seen it happen with anthony davis and james harden pretty recently you know like we've seen it Kyrie. we've seen it happen with these superstars but people want these superstars so no matter what if they want out there are people willing to pay them money for them right ben simmons nobody really wants him right now I guess uh, the Sixers aren't getting trade offers. Uh, ben Simmons still wants out. He's yeah. not participating. Like everybody's stuck because of <laughs> him. Yeah, it it bugs me regardless of how good you are. Honestly, um, whether you're you know the number one player in the world, like Kevin Durant. Probably yeah, I mean, like you signed your contract, is... at least finish that season, right? Yeah, and I don't know. It's it's not even just like the fact that you've signed a crown. I just think it's like it's not very classy. It's it, it's it becomes one of those things where, as a fan, I don't know if I can trust you again to truly be loyal. Like, are you only loyal until it's not convenient for you to be anymore? Like Kyrie, right? right? Yeah, obviously there are always going to be in, in instances where you know personal life gets in the way or um, you're relationships on the team are just that bad Mm -hmm. but i think sometimes it can be a little a little wild like you mentioned Kyrie. why why does like what is what does Kyrie do that you think is similar or different to what ben simmons does in terms of like attitude yeah um well right now Kyrie is refusing to play because well he's not allowed to play because he refuses the vaccine and they're in uh new york yeah, vaccines are mandatory in New York. You know, if if they were like in Houston or something, then maybe a different story. Isn't that funny that it's not every state? Like, yeah, I mean that's just be. the way the U.S. works, right? Yeah, whatever. Compared to us, they are the United States. They're all separate, basically entities <laughs> under one thing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, like when Kyrie left, when he joined the uh, the Celtics, and then he immediately left them. It's that same type of feeling that I'm getting with Ben Simmons, where people are kind of like, I don't know if we want him, you know? 
I but, mean, I mean Kyrie, people want Kyrie, though. If Kyrie comes to your team, you want Kyrie. Yeah, he didn't immediately leave the Celtics. I think he was there for two, three seasons, right? Um, I think it was like two, but like it was clear that he wasn't it, it, happy. Yeah, he could have. He could have. That definitely... really ruins like the rest of the team, especially that team was such young people, such young players. He had a lot when of you, promise. You have yeah. like an yeah, when you have an experienced player like Kyrie coming in, and he just doesn't want to be there, you get that vibe, and that kind of ruins everything in the locker room. Yeah, and Ben Simmons is doing the exact same thing. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, for me, it's obviously I don't expect them to like just shut up and dribble, but. I think that, you know, it's the complete opposite, actually. Like, I prefer to see these, like, stars or these superstars be vocal about their passion for the game, right? Their passion for being a leader on the squad or, um, you know, trying to motivate other players on the team, trying to really advocate for their team being a contender. You know, that attitude can shine through. And they don't have to be serious all the time either. They can they can always joke around. They can, you know, do whatever. But when it comes time to represent your team, to, you know, try to live up to the fans' expectations, to, um, you know, live up to your salary, but also the, um, you know, the unified goal that the whole team is working towards, it's... I don't know. I, I don't think that there's room for attitudes like this. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be in the league, but I, uh, you know, a little part of me is kind of happy that neither of them are, you know, benefiting from their attitudes. Like, you know, when a little kid is acting like a brat, you can't let them, you know, see that success. Yeah. But then what can the league change about this? Like to stop maybe other players, maybe Zion wants out next. I don't know. I think it's 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 a fine line because I think... There's always going to be that, you know, from the player's perspective, you kind of want to have that right to voice your opinion on, you know, why you want out and why you want to act a certain way. Uh But I think that, you know, as far as what the league has to do and what the organizations have to do individually is just be able to um, gauge the situation um, and see how appropriate it really is, right? Like, if it's justified why you want out, then... And, you know, the league is okay with it. Then the fans are okay with it. I think the media can sometimes spin things a little bit. But for the most part, I think NBA fans are smart enough to be able to tell the difference between someone is really going through something um, Mm -hmm. versus this is, you know, there's no excuse for this type of behavior. Maybe endangering others like Kyrie is or, uh, you know, really sacrificing the uh, betterment of of the of your team and kind of putting everything at a standstill, like like yeah. a Ben Simmons. So I mean, people like like Westbrook when he wanted to leave OKC, right, and he yeah. wanted to be traded. The fans respected him wanting to leave at that point because he gave it his all. Yeah, that's it, true. You, could about, really see that you know the fans the have to see that you did it. Yeah, Ben Simmons hasn't shown that ever. He hasn't shown that he tries. Like he is talented, but he hasn't shown that he's tried. He hasn't. He hasn't improved a jump shot since his rookie year, like at all. Right. Like, you know, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, and again, like the one you just mentioned right now, he's twenty five years old. It's uh, these guys are just crazy young, and mm-hmm. there's still a lot of time as long as they stay healthy. But you know, I I'm glad. Like my favorite teams are Miami Heat and Utah Jazz, and yeah. and you like the Lakers, right? So um, I'm glad that they're not on my teams. That's all I'll say. <laughs> um, 
like obviously they're both extremely talented and if they ended up on those teams for whatever reason part of me would be happy because they're so talented and they bring something mm-hmm. um but the attitude is huge you know if if you bring the team down i'm going to dislike you even more and and uh you know i feel bad for the you know the doc rivers the coach of the philly uh 76ers and you know i feel bad for uh Embiid. i don't feel bad for the nets at all because they've totally you know constructed their team with mm-hmm. a bunch of babies so what do you expect <laughs> those babies have a lot of talent though and they're a scary team yeah i can't wait to see them lose to miami in the playoffs though you wish i wish <laughs> um but yeah uh you know it's it's all there like just kind of going back to what you're saying kind of to finish this topic off uh do i think ben simmons is worth trading for uh i i do i still think that he, there's a lot of you know there's a balance of experience but also youth and athleticism like uh-huh. i said he's a crazy good defender he just needs to work under the right players um you know for a longer long enough period of time uh and coach you know i think if if he were to be under someone that he meshed well with but is also extremely hard on him then that would be a good situation for him right where I like doc would have been a good coach uh i mean i like doc but maybe it just didn't work out um but it's also teammates right and and the city as well like how he feels maybe he just needs us to change the scenery he's been he's been there since the beginning so who knows what it is but yeah i mean i think he could add that defensive you know presence at least and then if he mm-hmm. works next to a like i know i just said this about miami but if he works next to someone as tough as jimmy butler or chris paul in phoenix as a mm-hmm. player they could probably kind of hopefully whip him into shape either that or they'll just make him break down even more at least and then by example yeah and then you know there's different coaching styles right some coaches are extremely patient and some of them have no tolerance for you know crazy behavior but when he finds that fit hopefully we we see you know it, it benefit him because you know as much as i don't like seeing people with attitudes succeed um you know he's great for the league if he if he really gives his all so yeah, yeah. Yeah, so moving on from the NBA, um, we're going to talk a little bit about anime. And you came up with this question yourself, which was a pretty good question to bring forward. So mm-hmm. why don't you start that off? Uh, well, I just wanted, I was wondering your thoughts on how you would introduce anime to your kids in the future. I mean, we're still young, so it's a long way to go, but... right. At what age would you start them? What anime would you start them with? Um, sub or dub? <laughs> sub or dub? Um, I think, I think with getting them started, it all comes down to making sure they're open to everything, right? Like as a kid, there's there's a lot to take in, a lot of stuff in the world, and as far as like TV goes and entertainment, there's mm-hmm. so many things, and and I think that you kind of have to focus a kid's attention because it's really easy for them to one be, you know, so overwhelmed with different types of things going on that they don't really value one thing from the next. And they just maybe might pick one favorite or they, you know, I don't want to be rude, but they might just like what the other kids at school like. And um, you can't always trust (laughs) the other kids to, you know, have, have that exquisite anime taste that we have. That so, their parents have, yeah. 
<laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, as far as getting them started, I think there's no harm in having something as simple as Pokemon playing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's fun. It's colorful. It's it's got some of those anime uh, tendencies to them, yeah. like the the behaviors and the expressions the characters have, um, and it's one of those things that really does um, have a lot to like, right? Like the Pokemon are fun, the the battles, right? So I think that that's a common thing with a lot of popular anime, mm-hmm. which is you know if it's not kind of I don't want to call it slice of life, but if it isn't, you know, people like taking care of each other and, and looking out for each other and, you know, it, it's all about friendship, then it's like the fights and the competition and the, and that like spirit of, um, you know, trying to be the best. So I think all of those things kind of come through in Pokemon. Um, but beyond that, there would be other shows. But what about you? Is there anything like Pokemon where you would say as a really, really little kid, it's okay to just kind of have that on? As like the yeah, little gateway truck. I, I feel like uh, I'd probably start the kids off the same way that we did, you know, like with Pokemon, with Yu-Gi-Oh, with Dragon Ball Z, because I think they all have decent dubs, first of all. And Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh are more fun, more relatable, especially if you buy them cards. Like I collect the Pokemon cards, so introducing that with the show, you know, that that would be fun for the kids. That'd be fun for me. To introduce to them <laughs> you just end so, up taking all their good cards all my cards i buy them yeah kids kids still like pokemon cards which is pretty crazy it's been mm-hmm. so long and i mean they're like the biggest entertainment company brand or whatever um, yeah. one of the biggest ones in the world they're just so much fun they make collecting yeah. so easy so dragon ball z for you is okay with all the violence and the blood there's no blood in dragon ball yeah, there they is. Get, they, get, they get punched in the stomach and like spit comes out. It's not blood. There's blood like on their faces. Oh, barely. I don't care about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mean, care we, we watched it. You watched Inuyasha as a kid. I didn't watch that. Inuyasha, I watched a couple episodes and I didn't really get into it. Not because it wasn't good. It's just because I, you know, the episodes are on and maybe every once every week or something it felt like. Or, you know, I just That's what the keep... other ones were too. I we, watched, keep... we watched I Dragon Ball keep... Saturdays and stuff. Yeah, but I couldn't keep up with the thing. Dragon Ball Z felt like it was on more often. And I made an effort to like keep up with it. Like eventually I got the games and stuff. So do you think that's a good way to get kids to enjoy anime too, like video games? For me, it was a big reminder of me liking Dragon Ball Z. I'd kind of fallen off, but when I've picked up um like Budokai or whatever for PlayStation 2 randomly at Walmart, uh-huh. it like reinvigorated my enjoyment. And I was in like grade eight or something, so I wasn't that young anymore, but yeah, but I didn't really play these type of anime games growing up. Because, like, we didn't really have, like, the Nintendo or anything either for Pokemon or anything like that. So we jumped straight into the PlayStation games. You didn't have the Nintendo? Yeah, like, any of them. <laughs> what do you call um, 64 and, like, after that? Game Boy Advance. and I had a Game Boy Advance. Yeah, you but see, you told, that's where Pokemon I didn't play was. Pokemon. I didn't play any Pokemon games, though. Whatever. I, I played... I played you know, grown-up games. The Incredibles. <laughs> um, yeah. But, but like, yeah. You, would you introduce Naruto or One Piece to them? Yeah, no, I, def- right? I no, definitely like, would. As oh, a like as a as a beginning show? I feel I, like for I them to don't... understand Naruto and One Piece, I would have to wait till they're like teenagers. You know what? I don't think there's any problem with like early One Piece. Early One Piece is so childish. No, but I'm that... not worried about childish. I'm worried about 
because those are two shows that I really love. And for them to actually understand the stories behind them, mm. they have to be older. Pokemon Dragon Ball Z, they're just fighting, they're playing cards. That's a good point. Those are yeah. a lot easier to follow. You could jump in any point in Dragon Ball Z and you're good. You can't do that with these two shows. Yeah, I think I would still find a way to introduce them to the characters, at least. Like, as a kid, you know what I mean? Like, like the toys and stuff? Like toys and, and like, I don't know, plushies or whatever. I think that um, there probably are picture books, maybe. I don't know. I might be wrong, but... Um, it's called manga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I think... Um, yeah, you're right. I think waiting on some of those, like, favorite shows that you really love. I mean, Naruto if they're, and One Piece are so long. Though, I know, but if they're... It, it didn't take me that long to watch them. Yeah, well, you're different. You're crazy, you binge episodes like a maniac. But you're right. Yeah, I think early on, like one, um, Pokemon and and Dragon Ball, and and there are a bunch of other shows that are really catered to children, but are still, you know, I think decent, worth having there. With Mm -hmm. the internet, so much easier. When we were kids, we had to wait for it to show up on TV, otherwise we couldn't really watch it. Right. So yeah, you know, you miss a week, and then you're like, what the heck's going on? Yeah, we can control <laughs> what they watch. You can just control <laughs> these kids. Yeah. Um, and then when but... they turn like 13 years old, we'll put them on Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's those are the only two things. Um, yeah, I think with anime moving forward into like the kind of older years, I think it's also just talking to them about it, right? Because you can't just make them watch it and be like, cool, you like it. You know, I oh. think properly appreciating what it is. Right. And sometimes anime is just ridiculous fighting or ridiculous humor or whatever. Yeah. But but sometimes there is like a lesson to be learned or uh, an awesome story to be told. And, you know, if you can talk I mean, to them about it. I don't think it, I would point to anime for like lessons. You know, no. I'm not going to sit my kid down and look like that's Jiraiya right there. Learn something from him. No, man, there, there are lessons to be learned. I think I, I think like big picture lessons, right? Like looking out for your friends following your dreams <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah but you could just tell them these things gohan studied a lot and look what a loser he became <laughs> <laughs> i think um a lot of those cartoons do that though and, and they're obviously really good like non-anime uh, cartoons out there that you know they're gonna end up gravitating towards and enjoying but yeah i think mm-hmm. if they're introduced to anime it's really hard to not enjoy it right because if they don't like the the action and the violence of the Dragon Ball Z, and they don't like the, you know, the excess amount of stuff that goes on in Pokemon, like all the different characters, and and maybe they just don't like the cards. There's always going to be something else. So I'm not worried about them getting into anime in that regard. It just depends on how much time there is, and yeah. and you know if you actually put an effort towards it. Like but... My main worry is like. You try to introduce something to kids, and sometimes they just reject it because it's coming from their parents. Yeah. So, like, I feel like I gotta like secretly put on the show, and they're just like, "Wow, it's on <laughs> every week." <laughs> yeah, this is a VHS play. Like, just slowly start them on it. Yeah, I I'm not worried about it. I think that, um, you know, even if it is coming straight from me, and like I'm saying, like this is good, you know, I, hopefully I've raised them to the point where they trust my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's so many other good things, right? Like Disney. I think that, yeah. I mean, there's Studio Ghibli, and a lot of those Studio Ghibli films are presented by Walt Disney, right? So, mm-hmm. 
um it's anime at the end of the day it's made in japan and like spirited away howl's moving castle like all these movies they're a little less um you know goofy in in the sense of like a naruto and like all the dumb jokes they make but Mm -hmm. they're still anime and i think it's still worth enjoying because it's for a lot of people out there i think that spirited away in those studio ghibli type movies were their gateway or their entry point to liking anime so you know it's all out there and you know if you have if you have kids who prefer like the romance side of things then there are tons of those like inuyasha type shows too even though Mm -hmm. not really for kids but you know at a certain point they can watch it um but yeah uh, yeah avatar is a good example too of something that's really that's like a good like uh yeah you know like a what, do you, what did you call it? Gateway drug? Gateway drug. It's a good introduction to the... Because like there's certain mannerisms and like you know just the influence of like a, you know Japanese culture or Chinese culture, which is, I think, Avatar is more Chinese culture. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that that's something that once they get used to it, then it's, it's hard to look at it from their point of view as like, this is weird. And I don't... Yeah. Because like, I think when, made, like... when, once they get to a certain age, they'll be lot more likely to reject certain things because it's uncool do you know what i mean so we yeah. have to make sure that they're not cool <laughs> by what? The time they, that they get to that point that they don't care no, the kidding. kids are nerds or what yeah, i mean look at us we're great man i'm a jock sure <laughs> how's your wrist <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so yeah, again it, it's something that i'm not too worried about it'll be fun i think to kind of share those experiences again to mm-hmm. you know kind of go back and be like i almost feel like a kid again because i think that's probably what a lot of parents feel like if they grew up on like sesame street or disney movies or whatever they can share those thoughts again but um yeah m- moving on from from that topic um what have you been watching what have you finished maybe caught up on uh well i've been caught up on a bunch of anime uh, I finished Bleach recently, and right. how was I'm it caught up on? Okay, well, looking back at Bleach now, first I didn't consider it that good, but it's not bad. Like you enjoyed it? I don't really know because I was watching <laughs> at the same time I was watching, you know, I was watching Doctor Stone when I started Bleach at the same time. So Bleach got put on hold, and I started watching One Piece trying to catch up to that. So Bleach was on hold. Like, Bleach was always the one just to put on hold just because I didn't care that much about it. Mm-hmm. But it was a very stereotypical type action anime. There were a lot of cool things. Like, when you look back at some stuff, like on YouTube, you see like little scenes. Right. There are some cool things, some interesting things. So, what you're saying is, even though it had all that action, all that, like, traditional shonen stuff, it mm-hmm. still wasn't like, I love this. No, I, I wouldn't. No, I don't love it. No, I wouldn't. Good, like, I would still say for people to watch it. But it is, it's, it is like, it's long. It's long. So that's, that's, that's the thing for me. Like, if I'm suggesting anime to people, I really keep length um, at the top of my mind because I want them to. Well, I would only suggest Bleach to those, you know, that are actually watching a bunch of anime. But then yeah. I guess they wouldn't watch it because they'd be like, Bleach sucks. <laughs> like you, <laughs> I mean, it's long. For, I wanted to watch it that long. 
because it was considered yeah. one of the big three right back then. Yeah, and I, I think they're restarting it or something like a new season or something's coming out, like Bleach Two or something. I don't know. Would you watch it? Well, that's why I caught up on this one because I was interested to see what could have changed. Uh, but it's still not like it still hasn't sold you. Like, there's so many good anime out there. I don't know if you should. Yeah, it's <laughs> waste like your time with waste your time with uh, you know something that you're not super into because i think there are yep. a lot of anime out there not only lengthwise that are so much shorter and you can properly enjoy in, in a smaller amount of time but you know like genres it doesn't necessarily have to be the traditional shonen like there's still good action anime that aren't you know dumbed mm-hmm. down or too predictable right yeah that still provide that you know if you really want to see action or if you really want to see intensity or you really want to see like that you know, typical anime humor balanced in there. There's lots of stuff out there. So, you mm-hmm. know, I, uh, I'm glad you finished it. Now you don't, now you, now you'll never ask, you know, will I ever what? know if it's good? I mean, yeah. I mean, I did watch it because I was interested to see what that new thing might be. So I had to be caught up because I would probably watch that new thing too. Because that type of anime, like, you know, is like what I like to watch, like the typical shonen type. But you've more watched, so than the other you've stuff watched that you watch. Bleach and you've watched Fairy Tale and neither of those shows. Would you rate either of those shows in your like top ten? I probably would, only watched I, ten. <laughs> maybe. Um, I would put Bleach above Fairy Tale. Right. Um, but okay. So on a on a scale from one to ten, what would you rate each of those shows? Just off the top of your head. But I need like a benchmark, you know, like what's oh. a one and what's a ten. Okay, so I don't know like, if you've ever seen any one anime, but that's obviously something you hate and you dislike. Yeah, a 10, I don't think I have. A 10, what's your favorite anime? Naruto. And what's what do you think is the best anime in terms of just like, uh, you know, what's been created and the story being told? Naruto. <laughs> okay, so, Nar- <laughs> so Naruto's like a 10 on your list, right? So yeah, like Naruto, Naruto, One Piece, those two. Yeah, so like, you know, okay, on that I scale, would give, okay. Uh, I would give Bleach a six, and I would give Fairy Tale five. Right? See, like you're spending how many episodes are each of those shows? Like at least four hundred episodes, right? I think Bleach is seven hundred something. That's a lot of time you're putting into a five or a six out of ten. That's all I'm saying. I won't say anymore. But um, you know, <laughs> you could have. Oh no, it's not six hundred. It's three hundred sixty-six. Right. So each of them are three hundred-ish episodes. Right. That's that's a lot. Um, I mean, I get it. You know, it's it's sometimes kind of fun to have something like that playing in the background, but it's not even in the background when you're watching Japanese and you have to read the subtitles anyway. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think that, like, I'll put it this way. The anime community, anime watching community is really smart and there are a lot of, like, good opinions out there. But I think, unfortunately, we've kind of been led to believe that whatever is good is what's popular right and Mm -hmm. that's true a lot of the time and anime like attack on titan like jujitsu kaisen which i just finished and and finally like caught up on um like they're popular and they're good and demon slayer yeah but at the same time you know there there's like a lot of good anime out there that's still popular in its own way uh, well received, you know, good reviews and awards, or you know, fans love it. If you mm-hmm. look in the right places, but I think it's mainly just the numbers. I think it's just the kids like these ones more. Yeah, 
and I'm one of those kids. But that's what I'm saying. You can probably find a show out there that appeals to that kid side of you that still wants that Naruto, that One Piece hit, but mm-hmm. is 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 just good, like better quality. You know, I think that you have to you don't you have to understand it's not a compromise. Like just because I suggest like a really serious show doesn't mean that those are the only ones worth watching, right? It's different. It's nice to change it up, but like well, all I'm saying is that there are shows that probably like Jujitsu are not a ton of episodes, have way better pacing, better characters, make you laugh a ton, awesome action. And you know, that's shonen, but outside of shonen too, like there's still some some good stuff out there. But yeah, so besides Bleach uh and One Piece, anything else that you have been watching? Recently? Yeah. Mm, was there anything I told you about? I don't remember right now. I think that's it. Yeah. I mean, you can tell me yours. I'll look at my list real quick. Yeah. I mean, again, Jujutsu was good. I enjoyed it. I would give it like a nine out of 10. Um, Ooh, it was one of the shows. Yeah. It was one of the shows that started out really well. You know, I liked the theme. It was very spooky, but it had a, a bit of, you know, um, you, you could tell like there were glimpses of like humor and glimpses of like, um, these characters aren't going to be necessarily invincible and and these things are real threats to them. So that that's always like a nice way to kind of start an anime like that where there's, you know, good and evil or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And like the voice acting was good. The music was good. The action was good. And for a while that like lasted maybe two episodes. But then after that, you know, I needed to kind of be reeled back into caring about that character. So I think from episode like three to <laughs> like, like 14, 15, that's mm-hmm. when I was just kind of watching, you know, I still enjoyed it. And now that I look back, there are really good moments. But in the moment when I was watching it, it was it was that transition period for me to really start caring about the characters and really start yeah. liking them. But you like that type of thing more, though. Like the build up? Like, what? no, you like that, like when they're getting along and like they're doing just like mundane things. For some reason, you like that stuff more. Yeah. I mean, there's a you whole have that genre. same thing in My Hero, right? Yeah, there's a whole genre of it. It's called slice of life anime. But yeah, I think that there's a reason they put that in there because, you know, you can't just go from one crazy intense situation to another. I think it's kind of exhausting, but mm-hmm. it's also good for story to, you know, because for me, I like I care about the characters, but also when when it comes to like them fighting and, you know, having these really high stakes fights in like the the final like, you know, quarter of the first season of Jujutsu. Um mm-hmm was like i cared more about them because they you know they they cared about each other they were finally you know building their relationships and all this other stuff i thought the villains were pretty interesting and yeah i mean nine out of ten because it ended so well for me i think it may be recency bias because of that because the last mm-hmm. like five episodes were really fun and awesome to watch but still you know had like little pieces of those fun light moments like one of them was a baseball episode which was just you know, talking about characters and their personalities and and everything, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad highly you recommended. recommended. It. Yeah, yeah, for sure, highly recommended. I think um, pacing and the number of episodes is a big reason for that. It's only like 23, 24 episodes or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a really good glimpse into what a good shonen can be um yeah it's awesome uh besides that i've been trying to start a new show obviously like you caught up on one piece um, yeah are you caught up 
Yeah, I'm caught up. Okay. Uh, the the 1,000th episode is coming up. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's so many episodes, man. Yeah. But uh, before I, I forget... all of them. Yeah. Um, before I forget, I've, I've just been trying to find a new show to get into for anime. And there's so much on my list, it's kind of hard to figure out. Um, I ended up watching the show called... <laughs> called monthly girls nozaki-kun um <laughs> okay i know it sounds weird why don't you google it right now and just kind of look at like a picture of it on images should i go on uh, incognito no <laughs> it's it's not an inappropriate anime <laughs> okay, sounds Bas- basically so monthly girls nozaki-kun it's about uh some high school students and there's this one girl chio is her name or sakura chio and she is uh she's got this like crush on this like guy at school and she learns that he is um a mangaka or he writes manga right and he's a high school student and he's really good at it and mm-hmm. it's just you know it turns out that he's completely oblivious to the fact that she likes him but they become friends and you know they meet each other's friends along the way and it's 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 like it's lighthearted it's comedy i think it does a really really good job of being funny mm-hmm. because you know, like jujitsu, there are those funny moments where the characters they have a completely different anime style, or they're drawn differently and they do goofy, funny things. And um, you know, the timing, the comedic timing, is really good. But it's also just like nice and heartwarming, and it's on Netflix, yeah. so it's really easy to watch. This is the f- and a big reason why I even you know continue to watch it. I think I'm on like episode five. There's only thirteen episodes, first of all, so it's super short. Um, and secondly. I think it's 13. And secondly, uh, the English dub is really good. So I've watched it all in English. Well, I've only uh, again, I'm only like halfway through, but I've watched it all in English so far. The Japanese dub is good, but I like the English a lot, specifically the main character, Chio. Like she's great. Everyone else is good, but she's Mm -hmm. like perfect in English. And I like her a lot uh, in terms of like just her character. And she's a great balance of like, you know, this girl who's like really sweet and you know has a lot of feelings towards this guy but she's also like constantly like making not making fun of but like criticizing other characters and thinking they're weird and but she's not like overly girly you know she's a normal person but anyway um i think i think you would like the guy in the show too because he's like super deadpan and and but he's like dark and handsome tall dark and handsome but he's not like super serious like he's 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 a kind of a dope (laughs) <laughs> like he just doesn't i'd like him <laughs> yeah because because he's like he's 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 clueless he writes anime for girls like all this romantic stuff but he he doesn't know the first thing about being romantic and that's why he gets mm-hmm. his friends to help him but he's 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 funny and it's it's got those like you know those like moments in uh one punch man when like you know the the, the guys are just sitting around playing video games and talking and and like it's a goofy moment it's kind of funny mm-hmm. like they have a lot of those moments in the show too so it's not like a show that's super heavy on the romance and stuff it's pretty aware i think it's self-aware of the fact that it's making fun of you know cliche romantic stuff in anime um yeah. but yeah the english dub is really good it's easy to watch easy to like look down at my phone and not worry about missing the story um or anything but besides that um i've been i've been trying to discover a new anime and i think I've had a lot of fun trying to find just new shows. I came across this one show. I haven't really started it, but it was made by the Death Note creator, which is super uh, intriguing because like Death Note was so good and well written. There's a show mm-hmm. called Platinum Ends, and I think the new 
like the first and new season of it just came out like fall 2021 so just right okay. now and i don't know anything about it but i saw like a second of it and the music and the vibe instantly gave off like death note um angel kind of you know feels so uh, i might look into it again it's short it's short obviously there'll be more episodes maybe later on but right now it's i think there are only four episodes out so yeah. for me looking for new anime especially with my hero being there in one uh, one piece uh, and then also being caught up on like dr stone and one punch man and jujitsu i don't really know if i want to start anything that's going to have a ton of episodes to watch like there can be a new show that just came out this season um mm-hmm. but you can kind of tell based on like the manga or whatever that it's not going to have more than 20 episodes so that for me is fine you know so um that's that's a big reason why i'm not going to try to get into like um a bleach type of show where it's super long yeah uh, or something that has multiple seasons just mine's yet, like but... the opposite i think next up for me is gintama yeah is it gintama or jintama is it jintama or G- i don't know i i think you'll like that like i that's a show that i would recommend not because i've watched a ton of it but just because it's it's exactly what i was referring to you know it's it's that it's got all those like anime tendencies that you like mm-hmm. but it's not bleach in the sense that it's not going to end up being a six out of ten um so, okay. but but again it's it's it seems like a big you know investment so i'm sure you'll yeah. like it by the end of there's like 200 episodes on it though yeah and there's like a bunch of specials and stuff so that's cool i'm I'm excited that you're gonna start that also attack on titan i think next next few months is out i think oh, in yeah. december I january also start to finish the other one so good you gotta watch monster every podcast oh, okay, i'll say fin- start monster or something right, i'll but... finish monster and then i'll move on to the next one okay. monster and attack on titan those last three episodes that i keep pausing oh yeah it's it's episodes. it's good i hate it <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah um that's, you watched uh, both the seasons of Doctor Stone, right? Yeah, I watched both of them. They were they were fun. Okay. Um, I think for season one, I gave like a like I would give like a nine out of ten. Season two was really good too, but more of like eight point five. Yeah, I think um, I there's always something about if a show starts really well, then it's really hard to kind of top that feed that initial feeling of like discovery. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, if a show ends really well, like Jujitsu did, then uh or the season anyway then it, it stays with you so there's, there's both sides to it they're, they're both great shows so thanks for the recommendations those are the two shows that you recommended and i was like fine i'll watch it and here you yeah. are still haven't genius, started man. other shows that i tell you to watch because monster sucks monster's, <laughs> monster's so good monster i can't i don't know what to equate it to it it's like prisoners like the movie with jake gyllenhaal it's not like that you but know, i feel like enough people haven't seen prisoners yeah like did it not come out in theaters or something like was it like straight to digital <laughs> like how do people not know about it it's just one of those movies that didn't get the probably the same like you know if you love movies and if you love those actors and if you are okay with thrillers i'm sure oh. at the time a bunch of people watched it and it was popular but it wasn't like you know free guy with ryan reynolds where everyone's just like cool <laughs> this is a yeah. fun movie we get to watch or you know something in a big series like the avengers and mm-hmm. mcu so yeah but eternals is out soon too so lots to watch lots to watch i have to watch that guilt guilt show guilty what is it called the jake john hall one oh yeah i think it's a movie i don't know if it's a show yeah movie yeah it's on netflix right yeah it is on netflix good stuff good stuff 
I have to watch it too. I like Jake Gyllenhaal a lot. If Jake Gyllenhaal ever dubbed an anime, mm-hmm. I'd be all over it. <laughs> <laughs> you love his voice that much? I like Jake Gyllenhaal, man. <laughs> cool. Well, um, yeah. You think yeah. that's it? You just want to wrap think that's it up? It. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, sign us off. Well, uh, okay. Well, this was fun. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening in on this week's podcast. Uh, we're going to upload this by Halloween. So this will be our Halloween episode. We recorded this a couple of days before that. So stay safe out there. Enjoy the trick-or-treating. Take care of your kids. Kids, pay attention to your parents. Uh, don't eat the drugs. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you got to be careful of drugs, but you never know these days. I guess so. All right. Everyone be careful. Have a good time. And uh, yeah. See oh, ya. As always, yeah, take care. See ya.